Welcome to the Stories of Light podcast. Are you searching for God-centered mentors in the network marketing industry? Are you striving for success or seeking to serve the kingdom? Do you want to build this business His way? You're in luck, friend. I'm Heather, and I'm excited to introduce you to some of the most successful God-centered leaders in the industry who are willing to share their wisdom and pour into you. Get excited for today's interview. Okay, guys. Well, I am so thrilled to introduce you to my Saint Mama, the company that I'm a part of. It's actually a makeup company, which is really funny because <laughs> makeup and makeup artistry is the furthest thing from this busy mama's background. But I'm just so thankful that the Lord brought her into my life as my mentor in this company because she has really shown me what's possible in this business. And more importantly than that, she was the example to me for how to integrate her own personal faith into her business from the very, very beginning. Sarah Davies is one of the top five leaders in our entire company. She leads a team of, gosh, thousands and thousands, 6,000 plus, Sarah, is that right? At this point, yep, 6,000 plus. And she is a top earner, a top leader. And she does it by just serving others. And she's been such an incredible example to me. So I can't wait for y'all to hear her story. Sarah, thank you for being here. Well, thanks for having me, Heather. You know how much I love you. And this is seriously such an honor. Yay. (laughs) Well, Sarah did have a background in a previous company, which certainly helped her here. But like I said, you are a mama now to four, almost five, one on the way. Beautiful kiddos. You started this journey in a little apartment with two kiddos, right? But Take us back to the very beginning, maybe your life growing up, your family, where you're from, so we can get to know you a little bit more. You bet. I live in Greenville, South Carolina now, but I was actually born and raised in Salt Lake City, Utah. And I had a wonderful childhood and a wonderful experience growing up all through adolescence and through high school. And I was a very happy kid, very social. And I came from a more of a middle-class family. We didn't have a lot of extras. Growing up, my parents had to say no a lot, but we had what we needed and I got some special birthdays and Christmases and things like that. But growing up, we weren't affluent. We weren't traveling the world, but we were super happy camping (laughs) in the mountains of Utah and hanging out around there for the most part. But yeah, I have two sisters and I was raised in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And from a very young age, I always knew that God existed and that Christ was the savior. And I'm so thankful for that. And that's something that my parents taught me from a very young age and something that money could never buy. And I never felt like I was deprived of anything because I had everything that was important in life. I'm so grateful for that and for their faith and for their willingness to teach me the things that would bring true happiness versus just fleeting, fleeting happiness. Oh my gosh, Sarah, thank you for for starting us all off in tears, right? (laughs) But I just love your gratitude for this. And especially probably what's going through your mind too, is I know that's what you hope to be to your kids and what you are, your real life children, but also your children in business too. And I'm really thankful for that exact same thing. So you are an amazing mama and such an inspiration to me. And I know your mama would be so proud too. But I just love that you started out with that gratitude for that foundation of faith, right? Because funny story that kind of leads in perfectly to 
a story I would love for you to share, which the backstory to this is I actually joined our company direct to corporate and Sarah and I were kind of both a little bit competitive, I guess you will. And so we connected (laughs) both as like top sellers that kind of hit the ground running. And I'm like, Mrs. Garland, what is she doing? And a little bit of a friendly competition kind of a thing, but we connected and I decided to join your team and to move from corporate onto your team, which I have said 10 million times is the best decision I could have ever made in my business because instead of trying to do it on my own, especially as a busy traditional business owner, I linked arms with you. I knew your goals and you really showed me what was possible in this business. And I was okay, Sarah's going for this. I'm going to go for it right along with you. But I leveraged the trainings and the knowledge and everything that you had. But I will never forget after I had moved under you, you had a training. I think you'd even done it like the week before where you talked about the importance of having a foundation in your business. And I'll let you tell the story because you tell it so much better than I do. But do you remember that training? I do remember that training. And thanks for asking such a long question so I could pull myself together (laughs) over here. I remember I was asked by one of our uplines to kind of just share what's been working so far. I mean, we had only been doing this for probably like six weeks at that point in this company that we're in now. And she just asked a few of the people that were really kind of taking off to share some things. And I was honored that she asked me to share a few thoughts. But I remember right in the beginning, I knew the potential here. But I also knew that I wanted to do it with the Lord and with his blessing. And I wanted to do it right from the beginning. I remember I made a goal to wake up before my kids. And Heather's right at this point. Jake and I were living in South Carolina in a tiny apartment. We had moved across the country from California. We felt led here. I would wake up early. I would go to our apartment's little gym and work out. And I would come home and I would get into the word and I would pray. And I just wanted to do what he wanted me to do. And I knew that there'd be women that would come into my sphere that I'd get to meet And I just wanted to help them. And whether that was with finding confidence with a new makeup routine or help them build something to benefit their lives and really to build themselves is what I had imagined. That's what I would do. I would wake up early and I would spend some time physically getting on the right path and then spiritually getting on the right path and just getting my head right so that I could build something that not only be proud of, but that he'd be a part of. Well, and I just remember being so inspired by your boldness in sharing that little nugget. I mean, you brought the gold outside of your faith along with that, having that solid foundation of what was most important, the priority in your life, which was your faith, your family, and starting your business that way. And I think for me, that was one of the first times I had ever seen someone in business be so bold in their faith. And you always say duplication is like the gold in this business, right? Like that's the key to it and kind of exemplifying the way to do this thing. And I was growing in my faith in leaps and bounds at that time. For me, having you start off my journey as a mentor who was so grounded in that, it led me to also try to do the same thing, (laughs) to follow in your footsteps. I'm so grateful for that and for that example that you set for us back then. Keep going. Tell us more. (laughs) Well, thank you. Yeah. I mean, I just basically shared on that training that it's important no matter what faith or what God you might believe in to just 
connect with the higher power, basically you could do the things that you normally couldn't do by yourself. I truly believe that God is very aware of us individually and he wants us to be happy. He wants us to earn money so that we can Mm -hmm. not only take care of our families, but have that impact and be able to bless many, many other people. It's really hard to bless other people's lives when you're not in a position to even be meeting your own needs. Everyone kind of has a different relationship with money, but I truly believe that the impact that you're making, that your paycheck will directly reflect that impact. And that if you want to have a stronger impact, you just need to help more people get what they want and focus on them and involve the Lord in the process, whether that's through prayer, meditation, trusting your gut. I think that those are some ways that he can communicate with us. But also, like I mentioned, I really did get into the scriptures and the words so that I could hear his voice and be able to be more clear on recognizing his voice when I did get a prompting to reach out to somebody, or maybe I didn't know what to say to somebody in that moment, but I could rely on his help and just trust him. And and it wasn't always easy. And it's not something that I've been perfect at by any stretch of the imagination. Heather mentioned from having two kids when I started with our current company, and I'm currently pregnant with baby number five, certainly it's been hard to continue to wake up early and exercise and get into the word. But I find that when I do that, it's so much easier and I'm so much more clear on what I need to do that day. And also in just recognizing his hand in the process. Oh my gosh. I love that. And I'm looking at Matthew eleven twenty eight through 30 that says, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And I feel like that's such a beautiful example of that, of when we try to do this business on our own and when we try to muster through. And I see a lot of people have success in this business trying to do that. But I think that success, it kind of ties back to something you said at the very beginning. It's very temporal and it's very driven by the flesh when you really focus on the Lord's direction and inspiration, as I know you have from the beginning and you let him kind of take the wheel, it's so much lighter, right? That burden on your shoulders as a leader can kind of be released because you're letting him take that on. Yes, absolutely. I agree. I love that. Well, and it's funny because you're saying mama. And so I realized, as I said, beginning, they're like, wait, your mama, what does that mean? <laughs> and you might've even heard, I think when I introduced Amanda Ernest, who was on a few episodes back, who's Sarah's St. Mama. But we really look at our business as a family. It truly is that way. Like Kelly Nordfelt, who was just a couple episodes back, she is my saint sister. I remember having that exact same conversation with your saint mama, Amanda, that really seeking time in the word and time with the Lord. Would you say that's probably been one of the biggest tools for you to equip you in leading such a massive organization? Yeah, I definitely think so. Because I mean, looking back on how I was prepared, to lead a team this size. And my goal is to lead a team of way bigger, you know, way Mm. bigger than the current size of this team. So, and from the beginning, I had a glimpse of that. And I knew that that could be possible, but looking back on different experiences throughout my life, a lot of them are tied to my faith and through what I've learned in the scriptures. And I'm really grateful for that. One that stands out is 
I was a missionary for my church back when I was 21 years old, gosh, almost 20 years ago for 18 months. And I left my family and my friends and boys I was dating at the time I was dating Jake (laughs) for a hot minute and I broke up with him so I could leave. But I look back on that experience and that really helped me to grow and to trust in the Lord because I moved away from home. At that time, the missionaries only could call home twice a year and everything else was written. We had to write letters and this was back when the internet was kind of newer. So it was handwritten letters the first half and the second half we could email, but then we could only talk to our families on Mother's Day and Christmas for maybe an hour or so. And everything else was just written. I really had to learn how to trust and lean on the Lord then because I didn't even have access to my parents. I mean, weekly through a letter, but I would send a letter and it would take them a day or two to write back, which it was like a week or two lag time to hear back. I learned to rely on the Lord. And I also had a lot of speaking engagements when I was doing that. And I had to get up in front of congregations and Mm -hmm. learn how to speak properly and rely on the Lord doing that. That was very spirit driven. And then also just teaching people one-on-one in their homes about the Savior. That really helped me to learn how to connect with people on a very individual and spiritual level. I think that one experience coupled with many other experiences in and out of the faith really helped me to get ready for something like this, where I'd be speaking on a stage, but then I'd also be having a very intimate, maybe one-on-one conversation with somebody that needed help. And yeah, I definitely attribute those experiences mostly tied to my faith that really helped me to prepare for a leadership role in our current company. Wow. He will qualify those who he calls. Yeah, I love it. And that's exactly, I mean, it's kind of funny to think about all those experiences that had nothing to do with business back in the day, now equip you so beautifully to lead others. And I know it hasn't always been easy, right? I mean, can you think of a time where either in business or even I know in in marriage, because you and Jake kind of married a little later in life, right? Oh, yeah. A late start going. For for my faith. I mean, all my friends got married when they were 18, 19, 20, 21. I was the old maid at almost 32. So yes, I would say that it was definitely considered later. <laughs> yeah. You're still popping out babies here. You'll be, well, I don't know if you want me to say big four yeah, big, big oh. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which is super fun. And I know you guys want a big family because that's been a big thing too. Honestly, that's another thing that was so inspiring to me is the way that from the beginning, you would link arms with Jake in this business. And I know it hasn't always been easy. Marriage never is. <laughs> it's a myth for people to think that it is always easy, but maybe tell me more about that, about the dynamic working together in your marriage and business and in faith at the same time. Yeah, no, that's a great question. I feel like Jake and I have grown immensely over the last four and a half years since I started this business, but we've been married just for over eight years now. We just celebrated our eighth anniversary. And I remember in the beginning, I didn't have any boundaries or time blocking set up in regards to the business. And Mm I knew that I needed to work really hard so that I could get to the levels, the right word. I had a very clear and strong vision from day one where I wanted Mm -hmm. to take this. So I was working all the time. My phone was pasted to my hand. Mm -hmm. I didn't work Sundays and I've kept that pretty much the whole time. But other than that, I mean, I was color matching or communicating. I'd get a ping. I'd have my... (laughs) notifications were on, they're off now. 
but they were surely on then. And anytime I got a ping, I would answer. And Jake was really starting to get concerned because he, even at some points in along the way, he thought, gosh, are you prioritizing this over family? Are you prioritizing this over faith? Which mm. obviously that's not what I wanted. I always said faith first, family second, business third. So we had sometimes would question and wonder like, is this the thing that's the most important? Are you getting blinded by something that is taking away from the faith in the family? Or is this something that's going to serve us? And um, I finally got to the point in my business where I set up some boundaries beyond just not working Sundays. Everyone kind of knew that from the beginning, but I've turned off all notifications and I go check messages when I'm ready to check messages. Mm -hmm. And I also time block. I work during this time to this time. And Jake and I have started doing daily and weekly planning together. So we know what Mm -hmm. to expect. And now he can support me. So when I am working and it's time to work, he's not like, Hey, get off your phone, (laughs) you know, go be with the family. And we've also set up different responsibilities and we've (laughs) clearly defined those and we're on the same page there. I think that all of those tools have been super helpful in helping us to kind of figure this out. And now I'm confident if Jake were sitting next to me and maybe I should go get him, just kidding. (laughs) But um, but he would say that the priorities are in order and that the business is serving the family versus Mm. me serving the business. Oh my gosh, that's so good. Well, and you know what another byproduct of this is, and I've had to sort of learn some of these lessons myself is your team and anyone who is considering this business model, they would much rather have the lifestyle that you have now where you have those boundaries, you have control of your time rather than being constantly tied to the phone and kind of a slave to the pings, if you will, because I think that some people think that's what is required of them. And what's amazing is I feel like when you can, once again, lean on your Lord and your husband, who hopefully, especially peace seeking direction and wisdom from the Lord directly, you can kind of get those gut checks to know that that is the right way to do this business as hard as it is. Cause wouldn't you agree that, I mean, it's hard, right? To not- oh, yeah. There's always <laughs> something else you can be doing. And I've just found that when something pops into my head, I can write it down in my notebook or I can put it in my notes app on my phone. And then I'm like, okay, I'll get to it. I'll prioritize it. But right now the priority is probably something else unless I'm working right then. And then even then, if it's work time, it might not be time to go do that thing. I just thought of It might not be a high priority task, but you can go write it down or put it in your phone. And then when it's time to plan, you can plan in when you're going to take care of that. So it's been really helpful to learn how to do that. I was going to say it really didn't come naturally. I mean, it makes sense. And it's like, I always knew that would be a better way to do it, but it did take a lot of personal development, Mm. um, different books, and then also some faith-led coaching and Mm. different tools like that to really help me wrap my head around this. And the faith of coaching I've done in a group setting, I've done one-on-one and I've also done with Jake. And it's been a very helpful tool for us to kind of get our lives in order. And we're a big work in progress. Don't let me fool you, (laughs) but we're on the right track and we're making progress. And I think that's what matters. Oh my gosh. I couldn't agree more. And Alex, I had the pleasure of interviewing him on a previous podcast. You coach Alex, but he is that who I'm referring amazing. to, Coach Alex. Yes. yes, definitely go back and listen to his podcast episode if you haven't listened to it already. It's 
super powerful just to hear his story and his journey. And I know he's a perfect example of he leans on some of the hard things he's been through in his marriage, marriages actually, to be able to serve his clients now. And I think that is, you and I were just talking about this before we hopped on here, that I think it's easy to look at a top leader in a company or someone who's had the kind of success that you have had. And number one, think that it's always been that way, which was not the case for you, but also to think that it's all been rainbows and sunshines and not the hard things, right? But you and I both know that this business is built on those tests and trials and the hard things that allow us to serve others in the future. Can you think of any examples of that specifically in business? Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. That's not hard to come up with for sure. I mean, a bunch of things came to my mind. First of all, I don't like confrontation. I don't like drama. Jake would be able to attest to this. If we're kind of in it and we're talking about something or kind of in a little, we don't really fight, but sometimes it gets a little heated and we're talking about something. I just shut down. I don't want to talk. I don't want to face the music right in the moment. And he's the opposite, which is really tough sometimes because then he'll try to get me talking. And anyway, but I've learned through just different experiences in the business and on the team that it really is in your benefit to learn how to work through things quickly. And what I mean by quickly is like, don't wait too long (laughs) to address concerns or needs that people have, even when it makes me uncomfortable. The coaching's helped a lot with that, but I've learned that it's just better to do that. And I always say a prayer beforehand Mm -hmm. to know what to do or what to say, but that really has translated into our marriage. And I think Jake has loosened up a little bit on maybe wanting to hash it out or maybe being so intense about hashing it out. Mm -hmm. But I've also learned how to meet him in the middle and not just shut down or want to just run away from the issue. It's really helped us in our marriage, but also in the business for sure. Also, I feel like everybody starts with a different runway. If you want to use like the jet example of taking off in your business. And I think that sometimes it's really tough when you're new because you're comparing yourself to somebody else. Like you said, you all have to start somewhere And I wish that I could show you a picture of my first video (laughs) or horrible lighting and the application wasn't that great. My first before and after ever was like, wow, you actually (laughs) see the dollar of makeup with that picture? Like that's shocking. Anyway, but we all start somewhere and our runways are different because we all come from a different background and different experiences Mm -hmm. that have prepared us for a business like this. Mm-hmm. And it's important to not compare yourself. But the key is when the hard things do happen in the business that you simply don't give up and you pick yourself back up after you fall or trip or wreck and you dust yourself off and you just keep moving forward because the reward is there. You will end up taking off if that's mm-hmm. what you want to do. But I feel like so many times people hit their first snag in the business and then they say, Oh, must be the Lord telling me that Mm -hmm. this isn't for me, when in fact, the Lord is actually that very hard experience (laughs) is for you. And if you learn how to grow through it, it can become a strength. And you can then go on to bless many, many other lives besides yourself. So I've learned to, as Alex says, and I don't know if you talked in your interview, but the crap covered in gold, right? 
you're experiencing a really crappy situation, but if you learn how to dip it in gold and use it to your benefit and others' benefits, then really the sky's the limit. Yes. Amen. And so many different scriptures are coming to my mind as you were saying this. And one is seriously one of my favorite verses and definitely my favorite book in the Bible is James. And it's James 1, 2 says, consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. And what's also kind of interesting is even before you said that, I was thinking about the fruits of the spirit and how that's how you know when the Lord is evident in someone's life is when you are developing in those areas. And Galatians 5.22 says, but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things, there is no law. And so I feel like, again, to be able to develop those fruits of the spirit, you have to have the hard things, right? Like you have to have the dirt. And I know we have talked about this on a couple of episodes, but it's just bears repeating that you aren't going to get the fruit of this business, which isn't always the money or the, (laughs) I mean, those things are nice, but that's not what brings you the joy. So I love that you kind of touched on that and how the hard things have helped to serve you. Oh, I was just saying, in fact, that reminds me of an experience. Hey, uh, if you hey. don't saying. I would love um, you too. It reminds me of this experience when I was serving as a missionary. It's probably ripe old age of about 20 or so at this point. And I remember being in an area on my mission. It was a very affluent area. It was in Scottsdale, Arizona. And I had just been in a very poor area of Mesa where people's hearts were a little bit more receptive, might go knock on their door or whatever. And they would at least want to talk to or listen. But in Scottsdale, it was different. It's like, you knock on their door. What are you doing on my property? Or get out of here. And it was just really tough because our intentions were pure and good. And, and we wanted to truly just help people and serve them however we could, whether that was teaching them about the Savior or we would do service projects all the time and help people clean up their yards or whatever they needed help with. But I remember it was a very difficult point in my mission because of the area we were in. But my mom was also struggling with depression at home. And I hadn't heard from her. She hadn't written me a letter in gosh, months at that point. And it was just really, really tough. And I remember being at a conference where all the missionaries were together. There were about probably 200 or 250 of us that gathered from that area. And our mission president and his wife, they were a couple that were set apart to kind of be our guides throughout this mission experience. And I remember getting up in front of everybody and saying, it was never easy for him referring to the Savior. So why would it be easier for you? And he didn't know what was going on at the time for me personally, but I felt like he was speaking to me personally. And it was such a cool eye-opening experience because it just made me think like, I can get through this. I mean, I don't even dare compare myself to him and what the Savior Mm -hmm. went through. It's such a sacred thing, but I knew that if it wasn't easy for him and that he had overcome everything, that he could help me through anything and that I could get out the next day and put a smile on my face and serve those people that didn't want me there. And it just really helped me and helped me also to realize my mom's going through something really hard and how can I serve her versus like, what was me? I haven't heard from her. She probably needed me more than any other time. And I kept those letters going. And anyway, but things changed for the better because 
I decided to use the tough experiences and consecrate them with the Lord's help to help me become more like him. Was oh the goal, my at least. gosh, Sarah, <laughs> I've never heard that story. And it just touches my heart to think about that young Sarah and seeing how that experience. And I know there were many, many more on that journey and how they've equipped you to be the Sarah that I've grown to know and love <laughs> to be my mama in this business. It's like, it's just so special to hear the backstory of what makes you, you. So thank you for sharing that. Well, what is on your heart for the future? What do you see or what is the Lord kind of putting on your heart? That's a great question. I don't know exactly. <laughs> I mean, I know I said in the beginning, I had a strong vision for what I would hope to accomplish here, which was having a big impact, leading a big team of thousands of women and getting out of our current financial situation we were in, which was debt and in a tiny apartment. But I feel like the Lord has blessed us so much. It's hard to be able to really envision what that looks like in the future, but we're over here just taking it a day at a time and setting new goals as we achieve them. And I hope it's blessing even more people and having that ripple effect go as far as it can go. And we would love to start serving and blessing other people's lives in a very meaningful and impactful way. But we haven't thought about anything concrete Mm. or specific quite yet, but I know that the Lord blesses us to then learn how to bless others to become more like him really. So I have no idea. Maybe we'll have to do another interview and you now and I'll let you know all our great, fantastic plans. But for now, just trusting in the Lord and getting this next baby here and really pouring into our children so that they one day can turn around and do the same thing and hopefully have a much bigger impact than we ever did. Oh my gosh. I love that so much. And I think that's the most perfect answer. The one that I know coach Alex would be super proud of to focus on the present and focus on those inspirations that you're given now and just take it each day at a time. And one of the things I want to kind of end on is because I always love to point people to where they can find you and kind of follow you more. And I think it's pretty cool that a lot of people think you have to have this big following or that, you know, you have to be like Insta famous in order to have success in this business. And that's what I love so much about you, Sarah, is that is not you. So tell them that's the exact, yeah, for me, that's have a very small following. If you're referring to my Instagram account, it's got about 3000 followers, but I'm pretty sure a good 50% or more are fellow saint artists. So yeah, I don't have a huge following there, but you can follow me there if you want. Maybe at the time of this recording, you'll be like, wow, she's grown to 3,500. Good for her. <laughs> but it's uh, Miss Sarah Davies, just MS. And then my name, Sarah without an H, Sarah Davies. And I'd love to have you follow me along there. I, yeah, like Heather said, don't have a huge following, but my little corner of Instagram, I try to keep light and fun and just a good time over there. I love it. I love it so much. And it really is. It's so inspiring to me. And anytime I can feel my drive, like, oh, I just want 10,000 followers on Instagram. Wait a minute. Is this really necessary? I don't think it is. And just before this, we were kind of doing a little coaching call, if you will. And we were talking about the importance of value over volume. And I think social media is a huge factor in that, that so many people think that you can't build a business even with 300 Instagram followers when absolutely you can, because those are 300 people that you can show up and serve just like you were doing one-on-one door to door back when you were a missionary. Well, Sarah, 
anything else that you want to leave us with today? I'm so thankful for your time. Oh man, I am thankful that you asked me. This was a really neat experience to be able to sit down and answer some of these questions. And I feel like we're so close, but you're right. We haven't talked about some of the background and the backstory to my faith and how it shaped my life, but I'm just so thankful that I have the knowledge that I do and that we live in a country where we can worship however we choose. And I feel like that's such a huge blessing. And I'm grateful for friends and people along the way. I mean, I have to say that here come the pregnancy hormones again, but I have to say that you have totally impacted my life for the better. The first thought wasn't even business. I mean, let it be known that Heather Birch makes up more than half of my team. But really, it's the spiritual impact that you've made on my life. There's been many days where we've been talking on the phone or messaging and you'll say something and be bold in your faith and help me and direct me back to the savior. And I just love you for that. So thank you. Oh my gosh. Well, I just love that it's full circle and I can't imagine not having you in my life. And it just blows my mind. to think that five years ago, I didn't even know you and I was drowning in the striving and just the fact that you have paved the way and honestly are a big reason for even this podcast today. Again, just because of your example of stepping out and sharing your priorities of putting your faith first. So it's no wonder that the Lord has blessed you so much in your business. And I can't wait to see what he continues to do in the future. And I'm just proud to link arms with you and call you my mama. (laughs) Well, I love you. And anyone that's listening, just know that the Lord is completely aware of you, your particular circumstances, your family, your relationships, your business, your heart, what you want. And he wants to help you to improve in any area that you need or want help in that he's there and he's listening and he will help you because he loves you because you're his child. So I guess that's what I want to end with. I love it. Thank you so much, Sarah. This is one of my favorite episodes yet. I love you so much. (laughs) I love you too. Have a great week, everybody. I hope y'all enjoyed this episode and make sure to share with a friend. I'd also be forever grateful if you'd be willing to leave me a review over on iTunes. And don't forget to check out heatherkburge.com for lots more info. Have a great week.